Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in Northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the US to the UK. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind the scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Allergic to Small Talk podcast. You can catch me here every Thursday. Okay, well, most Thursdays. So y'all, I must apologize. I've missed dropping my episode on a Thursday the last couple of weeks because on May 3rd, I launched my networking course called No Agenda Networking. Anywho, between creating my content for the course, content for social media, and for my podcast, I kind of fell behind. So my apologies for the inconsistency the last couple of weeks, but I am getting back on the horse, so hopefully we will be launching every Thursday as planned. All right, let's get into the show. Today, I want to talk to you about research and why it's important for really anything that's new to you, but obviously why it's important before and after you network. I'm going to explain how research has been a super important part of getting cut class going, and then I will tie it into networking. Let's start with how research helped me with cut class. In January of 2020, I was working with my now business partner, Leslie, as a brand strategist for her branding agency. That company came to a close just before the pandemic got cray cray. Before the company closed, I was working on a project called BYOB aka build your own business, not bring your own beer. I know all of you alcoholics are thinking about. Just kidding. This project was supposed to be different from anything we had been doing before because instead of working with one-on-one clients, we were going to take a part of our service to the e-learning space. I was taking the lead on this project. But when the company finally closed, obviously that project went away, but I still decided to enter the e-learning space. And I wasn't going to do BYOB as originally planned. I landed on teaching people how to network because it's always been something I've been naturally good at. But I was faced with a couple of problems I needed to solve before I could move forward with my idea. One, I didn't know too much about the e-learning industry. And two, at the time, I didn't know what my zone of genius was, meaning I didn't know what I was naturally good at in order to teach others. So I needed to do some industry research And I needed to figure out what the heck was I naturally good at. There were a couple of things I did. Number one, Leslie, who's my co-founder in Cut Class, we put our executive MBA hats on and did industry research. We saw how massive the e-learning industry was within North America, and Asia is hard on its heels. Plus, according to the research study by Facts and Factors, the global e-learning market, wait for this, y'all, are you ready, was estimated at... $144 billion in 2019 and is expected to reach $374.3 billion by 2026. Isn't that bonkers? So uh, I really just wanted a tiny little piece of that market. And two, 
I needed to figure out what I was good at, but I didn't know what I was good at. It's kind of like I was in that whole you don't know what you don't know type scenario. To plow through this blind spot, I did a free five-day challenge with an Australian woman named Grace Lieber. And she's really great because she teaches you how to enter the e-learning space and create a course around something you're really great at. But she also helps you figure out what you're really great at. And this five-day challenge was really great to solve a couple of those problems. It allowed me to get a lot of ideas out of my head and onto paper. And at the end of this challenge, I realized that networking was my thing. So at this point, I'm going to shift into research and networking. So after I sorted my first two problems, right, I needed to figure out like how the e-learning industry was growing, but I also needed to figure out what the heck I was going to teach in the e-learning industry. And I landed on teaching networking, right? I also ran into another problem. Who the hell were my future clients? To help me out with this, I took a course. As you can tell, I really like learning. And I learned how to create an ideal customer profile, which I really loved. I took the information that I learned from creating my own ICP coupled with my experience running sales teams and my personal networking wins throughout the years. Today, I want to share why it's important to understand your ideal client before you network and how to create your own ideal customer profile. So what the heck is an ICP? An ideal customer profile is a single person who represents your target market. You keep this person in mind whenever you're creating something for your business, anything for your business. So you might be asking, well, who is this avatar based on? Smart question. It could be an actual customer that you already have, somebody that you absolutely love, somebody that makes you say, if I had more customers like this one person, my business would be booming. If you're someone who's just starting out, this might be like a fantasy customer, kind of like your Frankenstein customer, someone you conjure up. It's like a combo platter, if you will, of a few real people who you would really love to work with. Or your ICP may just be an earlier version of yourself, especially if you're a person who's selling something that you wish you knew about years ago or something that you wish existed, but it just didn't, and that's why you started your business. So I want you to write this down. Getting your buyer is the key to getting more buyers. Now, notice what I said here, getting your buyer singular. Now, I know this might seem kind of weird if you're hearing it for the first time, but when it comes to networking that is truly effective, I want you to imagine talking to one specific individual. When you talk to one specific person, it helps you avoid a huge mistake that makes most networking fail. And that's this. If you're trying to talk to everybody, you're talking to nobody. When I say talking to one person, I don't mean this literally, like you're physically speaking to one human being at a networking event, okay? This ICP is someone you will keep in your mind all the time when you're doing business. Here's the first thing you'll want to do. You're going to want to fill out a couple of things such as their age, their income, family, what does he, she, they do for a living, what's her day like, what's his attitude about money and class and politics, if any, hobbies like favorite TV shows, magazines, books, movies, and music. This could also be a profile on like a company or a business as well. What are all of the characteristics of the company or business that works for you and your business? Now, do some of these things seem trivial and superficial? Yeah, but here's the thing. All of these things help shape a person's like worldview. People's likes and their dislikes and their opinions are all how we connect with people in real life. We do this all the time. 
we go, oh, you love rock climbing? Me too. Or you're a mom? How many monsters do you have? Let's have a monster party. Just kidding. I don't think kids are monsters, but you get my point. Whenever I'm networking, I pick one person, an ideal person that I'm trying to reach, and I use that as the basis for my communication. It allows me to get detailed and specific and personal. The second thing you'll want to do is, once you know some of the basic details about your ideal customer, next, I want you to dive a little bit deeper. You want to understand this person's hopes and their dreams and their fears and their frustrations as it relates to what you're selling. Now, in relation to your offering, what are the fears or the worries that keeps your ideal customer tossing and turning at night? So for example, my ideal clients are fearful they won't get more clients if they don't join a networking group, right? So now that we can identify what their fears are, let's talk about what are their like sweet, sweet dreams? What are your ideal customer's sweet dreams? What is a transformative new understanding or shift that they will get after they use your product or service? My client's dream or new understanding is that they don't have to join a networking group to get more clients. They can get more clients with simply understanding how to network and being held accountable to themselves and their business. The third thing I want you to do is break down your ICP even more and get really specific on the person or company that will make a difference for you and your business. This difference could be monetary, it could be to gain more information, it could be because you want to interview them on your podcast. So whatever it is that you want to achieve with your business, break down those clients so it fits whatever your goals are. The reason why I want you to be so specific about who you want to meet with is because when you're out making connections or reconnecting, you want to keep these people or companies in mind and literally mention them in conversation. This trick always worked really well for me and my sales team, so I know it'll work really well for you. So this is how I want you to break down your ICP. You're going to break them down into three categories, whale clients, brag about clients, and everyday clients. The first category is the whale client. I want you to write down the name or the business of a person you want to work with. These are like your dream, 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 dream clients. The more specific you can be, the better. I literally want you to write down the name of the person inside the company that you want to meet with. If you have a service, say you provide flowers, maybe a whale client is like a specific chain of funeral homes or a specific chain of wedding venues. Again, be very specific on the name of who you want to connect with that could possibly make this happen. You might have to do a little research to figure this out. For example, a whale client for me would be a private university that will license my course. The specific university is Pepperdine. The specific person is the dean of the business school, and his name is Derek J. Van Resberg. Hopefully that made sense. Next are your brag about clients. These may not be dream clients, but they do come through your doors a few times a year, okay? They, again, aren't your dream clients, but definitely clients to brag about. For example, For my business, a brag about client is a law firm that hires me to teach all their junior lawyers how to network. The specific company is called Dak Beechcroft. The person I want to speak to is Beth Elstone Bryan. So who are these clients for you? Again, be very specific about who you want to meet with. The more specific, the better. Last are everyday clients. Your everyday clients keep your business going. These clients may be continual clients that coach with you or buy the same products or services every month. You may not be able to get very specific here, but try your best to figure out which clients continually bring you steady business. 
Everyday clients for me are small business owners that are strapped for time and want more leads and sales for their business. I know it might sound a little crazy to get so specific, but hear me out. Most people that go into networking don't know what the hell they are looking for or understand what they want out of networking. I bet if you walked into a room or even when you reconnect with an old friend and you ask them how you can help them, they will most likely give you a general overview. But if they ask you the same question, you will have a specific name and or company for them to work off of. Make sense? Because people don't put the time or work to figure out their ideal clients, they don't know how to ask people to help them. And then they say, networking sucks or it doesn't work for me. Don't be one of those people. When you can, one, identify your ICP, and two, break your ICP down into three categories, plus be very specific about them, these become your high-level goals for networking. Your goals then keep you focused. And when you connect and reconnect with your network, you'll want to keep these companies or people in mind and drop these names or companies into your conversations. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed a little backstory on Cut Class and how research ties into finding your ideal customer profile, but most importantly, how your ICP can propel your networking to the next level. If you want to work on your own ICP, go to the show notes for this episode at letscutclass.com forward slash allergic to small talk and scroll down to episode 14. Also, if you'd love to continue this conversation, please come join me on Instagram at it's itsrogrow or my free Facebook group called Allergic to Small Talk. Lastly, can you do me a favor? Can you please review my podcast? I'd really appreciate it if you could give me a rating and show me some love. The more ratings I get, the better. All right, y'all. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. See ya.